Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Hey everyone, welcome to the Heart Over High podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Shamar Charles. This podcast focuses on the goal of providing unique and culturally sensitive perspectives on physical, mental, emotional, and spiritual health and wellness. Our goal is to provide you with the best millennial and Gen Z health news you can use. If you like this podcast, follow us on Instagram at hwhthepodcast and give us a rating of five stars on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcast. Now, without further delay, let's get started. So lately, I've seen a lot of talk about not trusting the vaccine. I may not agree with every opinion that I've read on social media, but the reservations people have are merited given America's dark history of medical experimentation and unequal access to care. As many of you know, I work and teach public health students, and it pains me to look them in the eye and admit to them that we haven't made as much progress as we should have in society or in medicine. Uh, I'm conflicted, to be honest, because I believe in modern medicine, and I want them to believe in modern medicine. But I also sympathize with all those who feel like they can't trust the U.S. government as far as they can throw them. Shoot, I don't. With that being said, I think I'm going to reluctantly take the vaccine when it comes out. Definitely not the first batch. I don't even get the first batch of the new iPhone. But sometime in the next few months. And I'm going to try to convince as many of my black and brown brothers and sisters to take the plunge with me. The COVID-19 vaccine will be made available in the next couple of weeks. Despite promising data that shows the vaccine to be 94% effective, admittedly, skepticism continues to remain high. In a recent survey, nearly 50% of people said they would not take the vaccine if it were made available today. And can you blame them? The speed at which this vaccine has been developed is reason alone to question its effectiveness. Our shady administration in America's history of racism from slavery and Jim Crow to the black codes and mass incarceration is really just icing on the cake. Health advocates say that countering public mistrust and raising understanding about medical research can take years, and that clear and consistent messaging based on scientific data and conveyed by trusted resources will help build the collective will needed to rally the nation and save lives. But since the arrival of the COVID-19 pandemic, that hasn't been the case. Black, black scientists and black medical professionals, they were not called upon for their opinion. In fact, we've been left out of the conversation, which is mind-boggling given that we're the gatekeepers to the community with the highest levels of mistrust in the healthcare system. Black people often cite the villainous 40-year Tuskegee syphilis experiment and the 1951 story of Henrietta Lacks as reasons to distrust medical research. But there are also generations of oral history literally lurid medical horrors that have become a kind of bone memory in our communities. The amputations and organ transplants done without our consent. Grave robbers who stole black bodies for white medical schools eager for cadavers. The ignoring or underestimating of black pain that continues to plague black women to this day. Acknowledging this legacy of hyper-experimentation on black bodies is only the first step in repairing the relationship between black America and modern medicine. And then once we do that, we need to start including black people in every part of the process. That means being part of the research, not only as research subjects, but as project leads, so that we can ensure the vaccine's safety and efficacy for our community. It also means being part of the vaccine distribution model, assuming we arrive to some consensus agreement on the latter. 
Historically, athletes and celebrities have served as gatekeepers to black communities, especially for health research and, uh, and health advice, which is really weird. In fact, last week, Dr. Anthony Fauci insinuated that we should do that again. Talk to your athletes, talk to your celebrities, get the message out. Wrong, wrong, wrong. I couldn't tell you how much I disagree with what he said. In the same way that I wouldn't consult a locksmith for a broken pipe, I wouldn't ever consult celebrities for medical advice. Ever. Our life isn't a game. We need to lean on people with expertise in public health, immunology, virology, epidemiology, and clinical medicine. Period. This is not the time to look past black medical professionals. Not when the virus's age-adjusted mortality rate is 3.4 times higher for black Americans than white Americans. We cannot and should not endorse systems that we are not a part of. We need black medical professionals to be part of the entire vaccine distribution process, thoroughly vetting all the steps along the way. Only then can we be part of a community outreach process that genuinely endorses the vaccine. I want to remind you all that I'm both pro-vaccine and a historian of of American medicine. I understand the potential of a vaccine. I know how widespread vaccination has eliminated communicable diseases throughout our history. Some of those diseases include polio, smallpox, and measles. But I'm also a black man, and I understand marginalized communities. If African Americans, Latinos, and Native Americans here get vaccinated first, they hear, please be the guinea pig. But if we're left out, as the White White House task force has suggested we will be, We end up bearing the brunt of the disease while America continues to profit off of our essential work. We need to be tactical, innovative, and thoughtful in our execution of this plan. We simply cannot afford to engage black people in the way we have in the past. Our old methods are dated, they don't work, and they are bound to fail. In my opinion, the first step of an equitable vaccine distribution model should be to hire a black or brown person to lead this project. This makes sense given that we are the ones who are trusted in the community and can find the balance between the mistrust that currently exists and the reality of our situation. To my black and brown brothers and sisters, I wanna assure you that we are out here doing the work to ensure that this vaccine is safe for you. We've lost over 270,000 people thus far, many of whom who have been part of our communities. We need a vaccine desperately, not only to build up herd immunity, but to push this movement forward. But we also need to listen and understand each other in a way that we haven't in the past. To those who are reluctant about taking the vaccine, I hear you. I really do. It's your right to know what is going on in your body, and it's my job to give you the facts so you can be empowered to make whatever decision you want that is best for you and your family. But hear me loud and clear. If we don't start trusting black medical professionals, especially those of us who have spent years training to serve you, we will continue to suffer huge losses. Let's work together. Let's take the first steps towards trusting the medical community again. Thank you everyone for listening. I really appreciate it. Stay safe, wear a mask, and I can't wait for our next conversation. See you next week. Hey y'all, one last thing. If you like this content, please follow my work on The Grio. That's www.thegrio.com. The written piece that accompanies this monologue is called Fighting on Both Fronts, Vaccine Hesitancy and the COVID-19 Pandemic. Check it out and let me know what you think. See you next week.
Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.